Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. This is your host with the most. My name is Travis, a.k.a. P-Dog, and it is time for Oscar Mike Radio. Today is Thursday, September 14th, 2017, for episode 61. 61 episodes, that's amazing. And in my effort to find people who are serving veterans with PTSD, I was able to coordinate a conversation with a good friend of mine. Her name is Janet Woods. She's a Reiki practitioner. I said that right. That's Reiki. And she's going to explain what that all is and how she helps veterans. And it's very important because more and more we're seeing that PTSD is a huge problem. So there will be none of the usual uh, things this week. I'm giving her the, the floor the time. Janet, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you, Travis. It's an honor to be here. So, just before we begin about what you actually do, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Because checking you out on your website and, and Facebook, you're multifaceted is how I would say. I'm a holistic practitioner. I uh, fell into the holistic realm myself uh, back in 2017. I had a series of life events. Um, I was a military wife, uh, married to an active duty Marine. We uh, separated at that time. We had small children. And then unfortunately, about six months later, I was involved in a car accident. And um, at that point in time is where I learned um, holistic, you know, the, the word holistic or holistic. So uh, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual altogether. Um, so it was, a, it was a pretty, pretty exciting year for growth, but it was also one of those years that, you know, you have to learn to kind of get yourself up and dust yourself off. Um, I'm a single mom. I live here in Abington. Um, I have three wonderful children, uh, one in his 20s, daughter who's 13, and a little one, um, a little son who's 11. Uh, they go to Ab the Abington school system. We do a lot of volunteer work. Um, we try to practice the Reiki or the Namaste lifestyle. Um, you know, we're always trying to give back to the community and making sure that we can, you know, show the veterans that we're grateful for their sacrifice because I think sometimes we get lost in the social media aspect of it and we're forgetting that you know human beings are out there so um you know from myself and my children we're very grateful for your service um well explain to me now i hear that word a lot namaste what and i'm like you know, you know 
namaste but it seems to be more of a way i don't know can you can you tell me what that is and then follow that up with some reiki i'm I'm trying to understand what that is okay so namaste is uh, it's a universal greeting it's used by a lot of holistic practitioners um what it generally means summed up is, um, you know, my soul honors the soul in you and together we're one as far as respect and compassion and humanity. Um, it's kind of a short little word for you to use to show honor uh, as a greeting or a departure word also to let other people know that even though we may be different people in different realms with different lines of business, you know, I respect what you bring to the table, you respect what I bring to the table and together we coexist and we're able to help raise the universal vibration. Um, anyone who works in the, the holistic field or the metaphysics, um, so that would be acupuncture, Reiki, um, crystal work, you know, mediumship, anything like that. It's a greeting, um, if I could be so bold as to say, Semper Fry for the Marines. You know, okay. you, you, all, you all recognize and you... you um, so you bond you, there. Correct. You know the respect that goes with that word and you know that that respect was earned and it's a privilege to be able to use that. Well, it's the same way in the holistic field because... You don't want to just use the word namaste. You want to practice a namaste lifestyle. As I say, you do the best that you can to contribute to the environment. And you're making sure that you're always saying please and thank you. And you're making sure that you're always available for anyone who's in need. And the more you say it, I think the more that you believe it, the more you understand it. It's a very simple way for you to kind of incorporate that into your life. So it's um, it's like a, a compassionate, full of love greeting. So, so I got you. Know. you. I got you. So I'll... I'll namaste I'll, I, I learned something new today namaste absolutely and, and in what area of holistic medicine do you practice and the reason I ask that is a lot of the veterans that I deal with and in some of my experience a lot of us the first thing we're told to do is to either go to our private practice or to the VA and almost 99% of the time they're gonna put you on some kind of, of, of clinical medicine regimen so I'm very interested. Uh, I've talked to people who, who deal with uh, horses and dogs and, and other kinds of therapies. So how does holistic work? Well, holistic, um, holistic works on this basis. So holistic recognizes energy, vibration, and frequency, along with compassion, along with conversation. Um, it's definitely not something that I would tell somebody to replace modern medicine with. They certainly can coexist and work together. I think that um, if we could incorporate more holistic with the medical, we'd be able to help ease some of these um, situations that people find themselves in as far as, um, you know, drugs and alcohol or, um, you know, just kind of getting themselves into those phases where they don't feel like they have any hope or this is something that, you know, this isn't going to change. It's always going to stay this way. Um, So what I do from a holistic standpoint, I'm a Reiki master, a Yusui. Um, That's a form of Reiki. I'm learning Karuna Reiki as well. Um, I've been lucky enough to be able to teach Reiki all over the world. I've really? been to Japan, I've been oh, wow. to Singapore, um, Melbourne, Australia, Tasmania, um, New Zealand. So I've been to London, the United Kingdom. And um, the facet that I practice um, in reference to my intuition and my Reiki is always from the healing realm. So I get a lot of the heavy issues such as PTSD, um, grief, um, I volunteer as a hospice uh, vigil volunteer. We, we have a lot of um, veterans, I'm sure your public will be aware of this, who unfortunately are in terminally ill situations and they don't have a family member or even um, a loved one or a friend that can be with them. 
So I step in um, to make sure that I'm there for, you know, the last couple days of life so that they're not passing away on their own. Um, and as far as Reiki, Reiki can be used proactively as a form of balance. It alleviates emotional pain. It alleviates physical distress. It has a lot of great attributes to it. But it can also be used um, in a post-traumatic situation because it, it work, I work with energy, so I'm working in a calm um, environment with you and we might have a little bit of a conversation but we'll actually do a session it's runs along the lines of acupuncture without physically touching um, it's not necessary for me to physically touch anyone so it's great well, just 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 for, are you saying that the human body puts out energy that you can I guess for like a better term see you can and see manipulate? it you can see it and you can feel it it comes in when you're, you're a trained practitioner, um, you'll have certain areas. Um, there's a whole protocol. It, it's very formal. So there's a whole process that you go through um, when you do a Reiki session. But you run your hands over the energy field of the individual that you're working on, and you will actually feel heat and a tingling sensation in areas that are out of adjustment or areas that may need some extra attention. Um, it's also seen to me in colors because I'm an intuitive, so I also work with the chakra system and the median system. So I can see different color patches on human beings' aura fields, so I'll know where to go to. Um, and um, depending on what that color is, it will alert me to what kind of healing is needed, whether it's uh, like a yellow, um, like, a, um, like a malaise kind of thing. Um, spiritual is usually purple so it helps me in reference to know where I have to go and where I have to focus um, before I do the complete session um, it's excellent as far as removing blocks of energy which are um, usually things that we've held on to it could be a traumatic incident uh, physically emotionally mentally and then the intuitive aspect comes into it so I'm able to from an intuitive perspective um, start a conversation with um, the individual about some of the things that I feel and see they're blocked in and then you know we're opening a dialogue so we're able to kind of go to those places and help get that energy free so that it's not carrying around and manifesting itself as pain so I guess one of my first questions would be we're so disconnected even though we have social media and and, and we're with each other but do you ever suffer well, yeah, do you ever suffer from overload, like when you're in a crowd of people and you can see their energy? Does that cause you discomfort? And how do you how do you find peace when you're observing everybody? Or is it always on, I guess is what I'm trying to say. For me personally, it's always on. But um, I've been doing it so long that I'm able to not allow um, any heavy energy to offset me. Um, it's funny that you did bring that up. I have anxiety in crowds, um, so I usually tend to avoid large situations if at all possible um me where i'm a reiki practitioner i've got a little feather tattoo right here on a pulse point that we use for reiki that um, helps you to alleviate a panic attack so it's the same size as my thumb so if anything happens to me i can go ahead and push on that point and bring myself back to calm um, but i also speak and i also teach in front of very large crowds and you know i'm, I'm when i'm doing what i do I'm at my best, so I don't I don't carry any of those energies. But when I'm out in a crowd, it's very difficult for me sometimes to not approach another human being because I'll see something, and the holistic practitioner in me wants to approach them and offer them Reiki or offer them a way to communicate with me so that I can help them. Um, so 
it's a it's a yin and yang, um, you know. But I do find that the universe um, seems to bring to me exactly who I need to cross paths with. So I don't really have to advertise myself. A lot of my work is word of mouth, but I've got clients honestly across the the globe, and it's just. I've learned for me to give and to help heal has been healing for myself. So it's a continual ebb and flow. You know, it's funny you say about the whole giving thing because a lot of, a lot of, a lot of me, my, myself included, a lot of us in the military, we, we get out mm-hmm. and it, we're all service. We, 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 we do a job, sure, whether it's working on a plane or pumping a pack or, you know, lobbing a cannon shell from point to point B. but. There's still that aspect of service and camaraderie that's missing when they get out and they feel cut off and alone. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel to connect with somebody on that level and kind of make them rediscover themselves? I think it's important because myself, I've never been a soldier. Um, I don't know that I have the, um, I guess, the talents or the ability. Uh, myself to be a physical soldier so my job here is to contribute from my healing standpoint um it's it's tough sometimes because you know soldiers don't ask for help because they solve their own problems you know um asking for help seems to be a sign of weakness and it's definitely not the case um as if i was in battle unfortunately with a lot of these gentlemen who still are i would need assistance because i wouldn't be i wouldn't be versed in and you know like the tactical training or or what I would need to do to keep myself alive well it's the same if you can kind of flip that switch and look at me as the healing aspect you are not going to be able to do it on your own and you're not going to know what to do when we first meet because you don't understand the energy that we're going to start to talk about um but I can tell you honestly um it's not for me it's not a it's not a um a social thing or a recognition thing I seem to have a really really pinpoint accurate gift when it comes to PTSD and healing and I've got a tremendous amount of people that I've helped and it makes me feel good you know putting my head on the pillow at night knowing that I've contributed to people who are keeping myself and my children safe one of the things that's evident when I watch someone like yourself work with uh, veterans who have PTSD you want to be there and you may not have ever fired a weapon or pumped a pack or did a anything military related but for whatever reason and this is I guess the question I'm driving at is what is it about what you do that makes that veteran bring that shield down because I know what that's like sometimes I don't want you coming in my Mm -hmm. space Mm -hmm. physically or uh, mentally but for some reason when 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 that I or somebody else is around that person and the shield comes down, the walls come down, and we allow ourselves to experience that uh, closeness with somebody, it's a very powerful thing, and, and I find myself wanting more of that. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what's that like when you see that happen? What's happening inside of you when you see that person accepting the help that you have? For me, it's calm and it's peace. Um, my wish honestly for everyone is calm and peace um, I explained a little bit of my story in the beginning where I was getting divorced and had a car accident in the same year and I honestly don't want another human being to feel as terrible as I did at that time frame um, I think it's important for all of us to be a little kinder to each other and I think that if we spent a little more time listening and not just hearing what people have to say 
um, we would have that camaraderie, you know, because we're human beings and day to day things come up and they kick us or they, they knock us off guard. And um, our tendency is to automatically chalk that up as a failure. And that's not the case. You know, you just have to dust yourself off and stand up. But it's nice to know that you have someone around you who understands, who isn't looking at you from a failure perspective or looking at you as a lost cause or judging you because you're addicted to pills or, you know, getting into the politics of war. Those don't, those are not important in my line of business. For me, it's the human being. Human beings need human touch. They need human compassion. They need human caring and they need love. They need universal love. So for me, it's amazing when we can get to that point because you see people who haven't been able to sleep sleep and you see individuals who aren't even comfortable in their own skin who can come back to some semblance of normal life. So for me, it's just a grateful thing. It's, it's a great a gratitude. Now you said something there, listening. How, how, how much does listening actually make up of what you do? When you, when do, you, do you listen to someone's, can you listen to someone's body or is it their voice and what they're telling you? I mean, because I'll tell you, hey, I'm fine. Right. But, but you would have to know that I'm not fine. I know you're not fine. I can, it's energy. I can read energy. So I feel the vibration coming from you. Not you personally, right? Right, right, right. Moment, right. But, um, when I do a Reiki session, I don't ask for any information. If I book it, I just take um, the individual's first name and I take a contact phone number in case we need to reschedule. I don't want you to tell me why we're meeting. I don't want you to tell me what branch of the service you've been in. I don't want any history from you because I want to get what I need from you um, on our first interaction. And I actually do the Reiki session first and then I do the conversation second. That way I can feel the energy and I can see where we need to go to. Um, I always love, you know, I have a whole disclosure that I go through in the beginning and I always ask them, you know, at certain times I may feel the need to physically lay my hands on you or you're comfortable with that. If at any time I make you uncomfortable, please alert me, you know, with a hand signal. Um, Reiki is done fully clothed on a massage table, uh, depending on what your injuries are, if you are wheelchair bound or bed bound, it can certainly be done in those capacity too. Um, but I do, my intuition comes in as well. So I will say to you, you know, I'm going to get messages. I'm going to get some visions. I'm going to get some feelings. Are you open to discussing them? If at any time I bring up a subject that you feel is not my business, please let me know. Um, but sometimes I find that the, the tighter and the tougher the individual is, um, you know, as the intel comes into you, it's easier to start a dialogue when you yourself don't have to explain to me over and over again what you've experienced so if i'm seeing it with my intuition and i'm feeling it with my energetic flow it's much easier for us to to have a conversation or to come up with things that will be helpful because i'm already aware of where you're at emotionally and mentally so it's almost a relief that you saw it first janet and you brought it up and i don't have to explain to you that unfortunately i lost you know four of my closest friends and i don't understand why i'm still here I will get those things and then we'll start a conversation about that and we'll use some of the Reiki techniques and some crystal work, aromatherapy to kind of help get you down to an even kill and a balance so that you're able to get through day to day. I never, my, they take about an hour and a half of sessions. Um, I never cut it off an hour and a half. I've been in sessions for four or five hours. I always make myself available to communicate because a lot of times it's the middle of the night when thoughts hit you or the silence kind of gets to you and you, you have things you want to talk about. Um, I am one person, but I do my best to always make sure I respond to people and I get to them if they need additional help. Um, it's just, for me, it's, it's a line of business. 
like a soul's calling. It was something that was chosen for me. No one, I don't think anyone decides that they're going to leave corporate or they're going to leave real estate or nursing and decide to be a holistic practitioner. It's one of those fields that you're, you're called in to help. And it's been so beneficial in the people that I've been able to reach that I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So when you reach a, a veteran, for example, mm-hmm. and, and you work with that person, what do you see start to happen as you work with them more and more, and how does their life start to change as you help them heal themselves, in a sense? Well, from my experience, it brings back quality of life. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people have zero quality of life. Um, they're physically uncomfortable. They're emotionally uncomfortable. Um, it, it's just, you know, gosh, this gets me a little choked up. Sorry. It's... Sorry. Um, it's just important to me because they're they're a human being to me you know even though they're a soldier and i've got a tremendous amount of respect for them they're a human being there's no judgment it's a judgment-free zone if you're injured and you're addicted to pain pills i I have no judgment we're going to try to work on a way to make you more comfortable so that that's not your first go-to coping skill you know if alcohol is your choice as far as what you use to cope there's no judgment there we're going to work on energy and balance and communication so that that's not the first thing that you feel like you need to go to um i think the dialogue is important and i think the fact that i i'm i i'm i just know i am so good at what i do as far as energy because i live it like it's very important to me it's for the healing it's not for the recognition um it's almost like you, you get a little bit of universal assistance to kind of come in and kind of help you get to that space. You know, like I said, I don't have any training, but, uh, you know, um, I, I don't want to misquote any Navy SEALs out there if they hear this. But, you know, you learn from reading books and things like that where they explain to you how, you know, you, you have to pay attention and worry about what's directly in front of you, like your three-foot zone. So it's in the now right now. So what we're going to deal with and talk about is what's in the now for you right now. What do you need right now? in order for me to help you get through this day so that you can get some semblance of a quality of life back. I have a lot of people who are suicidal. I have a lot of people who can't sleep. You know, they have night terrors. They're um, dealing with phantom pains from losing limbs. You know, they have chronic issues in reference to injuries that they've sustained. And, you know, after a while, it seems sometimes like people are, you know, they're sorry that you're injured, but they're not willing to continue with you because it's not a quick fix. It's a day-to-day progression. Um, and I'm just, I'm happy to do that. You know, it's just, it's a lifestyle for me. Now, do you ever have any events in public or in a public place where a veteran say, you know, look, I'm kind of, you know, I want to check this out, but I'm not really sure I want to participate. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything like that coming up? in the future, in your future? Well, I'm trying to plan. um, My brother owns the Polish Club in Edmonton. He's kind enough to always give me the second floor room, um, and I think it holds about 125 people. So once a year, I had been teaching a Reiki practitioner class for anyone who wanted to learn it for free. But what I'm trying to do now is kind of have a community format because it is a foreign, um, you know, it's, it's just a foreign option in reference to healing, you know. Um, it's coming It's coming out in the forefront now in reference to a lot of the hospitals. Um, I do have some orthopedic clinics who have my card. They've asked me to contribute to some of the physical therapy and healing. Um, you know, so what I was planning, I was trying to do towards the end of October um, into maybe the second week of November is having one of those community formats here where you can come and learn about Reiki, you can experience Reiki, 
You can ask me any kind of questions. I'll have these big packets that you can take home and read. Um, there's a lot of people doing Reiki service, and um, I just think it's complimentary and it's beneficial. So it definitely helps. And, and I don't know if I answered you, your question clearly. I apologize, but I have been out um, and I've been recognized from word of mouth or people in my community and, and people will approach me and we'll have a conversation. I always give them my email address and then I'm happy to talk to anyone in private because I never want anyone to feel like they have to come to a community event to seek help because you may not be in that mental space where you're prepared to do that. So we could certainly meet um, at a place that you're comfortable and we could talk about you know, having a session or what you think. And, and we'll have, uh, you know, her uh, email in the uh, Oscar Mike Radio blog post. Okay. And I don't um, ever charge for veterans. It's there. I never charge. It's um, it's an honor for me to be able to help. So there's never any fee associated with it. Um, I have regular clientele um, who are you know healthy and happy and moved about um, where I do readings and things like that. But there's never any type of fee associated with any of these services. So if you're like me, guys and, and ladies, too, who are uh, female uh, service members, it is hard to ask for help. But, you know, I, I've, I've seen some of the things that uh, Janet's been able to do. And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations before this podcast about, you know, things in, in my life that happened in the military and personally. And I think you're right. There was, there was no judgment there. And a lot of it was over the phone, and this is where the listening component came up for me, is you were able to hear what I was talking about and what I was trying to do, and you were able to make a determination based on what you heard. And it was, I, I didn't, well, healing is the right word for me, Janet, but I definitely felt calmer in my approach to certain mm -hmm. things. So... I would just encourage people to be open to this kind of thing. Because, again, Janet, sometimes I'll, I'll read about the guy who killed himself. I, I, I tell people there was a Marine in Brockton that I helped bury with my Marine Corps League this year. And the long and short of it was he knew he had a problem. But they knew before he left the Marine Corps there was problems. Mm -hmm. But they could not get him to the VA in time. And by the time they got it to where he could go to the VA, it was pretty much too late. Yeah. And that's the problem. A lot of us are, you know, who are trying to help out our brothers and sisters are coming to the realization that you don't want to go to your, to your primary care VA and have to wait, you know, a week, a month. When you need help, you need help now. Yeah. And that's not happening. And it could be as simple as the guy who told me about his dog that he got. He weighed 350 pounds. He got a dog and a service support animal and was able to start walking the dog. By walking the dog, he lost weight and got in better shape. It's about the guy who said, you know what, I, I was anger inside. I had real anger. Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't you. It was another practitioner who, you know, and at first he thought it was complete total baloney. Mm -hmm. But she manipulated his energy, and I learned about chakras from him. And he started thinking of it as a relief valve for his anger. And he was able to take that energy and do something else with it. And now he is starting to give back to other people. Mm -hmm. So it's just very, very humbling and cool to talk to somebody who's doing this kind of thing. And I guess, you know, as we get ready to close this out, 
is for somebody who's like yourself. They, mm-hmm. they know they have the ability to reach people. Mm-hmm. They, they, they can feel what the person is feeling. How would you tell them to kind of get started? Well, I think the first thing you should do is um, always make yourself available. Um, you make yourself available to the closest people around you, and then you you almost do it um, like a grid search. You, you move a little bit. Uh, you move out a little bit more. You move out a little bit more. I volunteer for everything that I possibly can when it comes across my plate um, because I'm not trying to sell Reiki or energy healing to anyone. I know that it's helped me. Um, I had tremendous anxiety. I could not ride in a car with anyone. I was on medication, um, Xanax three times a day uh, growing up, and that's not a you know a healthy way to live your life. And now I'm able to uh, go through my day to day calm and uh, unaffected by panic. You know, so I would, I would. Um, sorry, I apologize. Um, I would make sure that. Um, you know, you just make yourself available. Talk. People don't talk. They don't approach other people. You know, walk up to someone in a room and introduce yourself. Tell them what you do. Um, you know, how, you know, start a dialogue, start a conversation. Um, I know with me and my kids, no matter where we are, any veteran that they see, they are trained to say thank you for your service. So, you know, there's always people out there willing to help, but I think we need to bridge that that awkward social gap that we all have, um, you know, and unfortunately a little bit of that judgment that we carry around in 2017 and just let those things go. And, and, you know, I drive my kids nuts. We'll be in Target and um, thank you for your service. My name's Janet. I do Reiki. Have you ever heard of that? You know, would you like a free session? Here's my email address. I'm going to be teaching a class, you know. Um, I just make myself available because, uh, as you would explain, it's the people who are between the cracks that I'm really trying to get my hands on because I just don't think any human being should do that kind of service for our country and then not even be acknowledged when they return home. You know, I'm, I'm going through my life in a safe fashion day to day because of these men and women. And, you know, what's that saying? You know, we're, we're a nation grateful for debt that's never going to be repaid, but this is my way to help contribute and pay that forward. So, Well, I, I, I can't wait to see uh, what you have going on in the future. I know that uh, when we've talked, I've always felt better after talking to you. I know that this works, and I, I just think it's another thing that can be utilized to save one more life. Mm-hmm. People ask me, is it 22 per day real? I know, yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It, it really is. It um, is. You've just got to know where to look, and, and there's no explanation for it. This generation of veterans, for whatever reason, or maybe it's because it wasn't reported on in prior conflicts, but it's 22 mm-hmm. average. So I am looking forward to seeing what you do in the future. If you're a veteran and you feel that you need to uh, get in contact with Janet or someone like Janet, we will have her email address and all her information in the Oscar Mike Radio blog post. You can find her on Facebook and uh, she has a website, so we'll have all that information in there. And Janet, uh, all I can say is at this point as we close this down is Super Fidelis namaste namaste travis thank you and so folks that is episode 61 uh again my my um continuing series about ptsd advocacy and help and thank you very much this is travis with omar out